and welcome to Sexy Time with Linda and Charles. I'm Linda. And I'm Charles. Yay! Yay! So, why are we here, Linda? What are we doing? Well, we are doing a podcast about Sexy Time, as you may have guessed by the title. Um, We are going to talk about safer sex um, in a lot of different ways. Episode one is about pregnancy prevention, so if that's not your thing... Um, don't worry about it. We'll get you back in the next episode. Um, but you should probably listen anyways, because with whatever statistic we could insert here, someone you know might be getting pregnant as we speak. Yay. Which, yay. (laughs) I mean. Or, no. I think we mean that they might be trying not to get pregnant. So, who are you? Who are you, Linda? Why are you qualified to talk to people about sexy time? Well, I'm sexy. Well, yeah. But I'm also an educator, and I have been um, teaching sex ed for about two years now, and have learned a lot along the way, and I like to talk about sex and sexy times, hence the title of this podcast. Truth. Who are you? I am Charles, and I have no formal training in sexy time, but I've been involved with a number of groups who do work with reproductive justice and with sexual issues. Sexual healing. That kind of stuff. Sorry. Um, I I'll also, edit that out. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also think that sex is a really big part of a lot of people's lives, and they're not very educated in it, or are very misinformed, and I feel like I might be able to help in a fun and educational way. Yes. Um, Not everyone has the desire to be sexual. Maybe we'll do an episode on asexuality. I think that'd be really important. Um... YouTube channel forthcoming. Forthcoming. There will be so hopefully things like condom demonstrations, which are always fun. Um, random vlogs. Random vlogs. Um, forthcoming. Yes, <laughs> something like that. Um, this is our first episode, so the world is our oyster, whatever that means. I'm down. I like oysters. Yeah, they're an aphrodisiac. Truth. They taste and a lot delicious. like what I've come to know is the texture of semen. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's why they're an aphrodisiac in my mind. I, I'm sure there's uh-huh. some sort of like Germanic, Eastern Europe, Western European cultural thing where oysters were like, ooh, aphrodisiac, delicious, probably French, I don't know. I'm really I thought it was because they were a symbol of fertility or something. Oh, that's probably more like it. <laughs> Either way, they're delicious. Yay! <laughs> Sorry if you're vegan. Sorry if you're vegan. I'm sure you have other aphrodisiacs. Yeah, like a good vegan chard. aphrodisiac. Is chard an aphrodisiac? It's rainbow colored. Oh, I was going to say because it's green. And remember that M&M commercial? Or no, it wasn't an M&M commercial. It was for Stella and... They were like, our show is like this basket of apples. It's green, so it'll make you horny when you eat it. 
I thought it was because you can get rainbow charred. Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. Rainbows make me horny. Sometimes. Oh. That explains your reaction during Wizard of Oz. Shh. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my attraction to the lion. Anyways, pregnancy, Linda. <laughs> how does it happen? Well, a few different things need to be in place for pregnancy to happen. Uh, ovulation, first of all, is important because we need an egg in order for a fetus to even begin to develop or come into into existence. Um, And ovulation happens roughly once a cycle. Average cycle length is 28 days. So day 14 is approximate ovulation time. And then if there's no sperm around, the egg will just disintegrate and go on its merry way to egg heaven or whatever you believe happens to unfertilized eggs. I think that, don't they get, like, absorbed into the uterine wall and then shed with the lining? Yes, they do. With your uterine lining. Mm-hmm. So it basically gets flushed out the next time you're riding the crimson wave. Or riding the red unicorn. Oh, that's such a better one. I like that. I know, me too. <laughs> Attracted lesbian vampires. <laughs> Yes. That's my favorite one. <laughs> what is that from? Weeds. Oh, yeah. Names for periods? Yeah. yeah. Like riding the crimson wave. Oh. Riding the red unicorn. Tracking lesbian vampires. <laughs> I like that one. And then I ate a cookie. <laughs> and then I ate a cookie. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> So if you had sexy time with a person who has sperm and that got all up into your uterus when there's an egg there, or even if the egg is in the fallopian tube... Well, the egg hangs out in the fallopian tube until it's fertilized. Or until it's not fertilized. (laughs) It just waits there, hanging out. I think this would be a good time to mention that Eggs last about three days? Actually, only 24 hours. 24 hours! So, eggs last about 24 hours in the womb, as we like to say. I don't know why I never use... It's not a womb, yeah. It's just a uterine. Well, some people just call it a womb whether there's an embryo growing inside of it or not. Really? Some people do. Okay. Anyway, eggs last for about 24 hours inside the fallopian tube. Um, but sperm lasts for up to five days inside of the uterus. Um, and Which so, is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so having sex um, before someone's period um, and then ovulating a couple of days later can still get someone pregnant. Um, having sex during your period even. A lot of people think that you can't get pregnant, but there is a chance um, that you could if you have sex during your period. What else? Um, I took a bite of cookie. Um, so, listeners, before we recorded this podcast, Charles made some amazing cookies, and one of them is shaped like a uterus. And we will be posting this, because I'm technically kind of ill right now, and my voice sounds kind of like, Ugh. although I'm doing a lot better. <laughs> I think it's because I made the cookies. Yay! So, yeah, side note. 
Uh-huh. If you're feeling icky, like you have the flu, but you're like, no, I don't have the flu, try making cookies and feeding them to your best friend and roommate. Yeah. I will be posting them. Maybe the recipe? Should we post the recipe, too? Yeah. If you're okay with sharing that. With I am. Audience. I will. I'll make, yeah. a se- I'll make a second post. Uh, and then I can have the recipe. Yeah. Which is really the only reason I want you to post it. That's acceptable. <laughs> but also so everyone else can experience Tangent the wonderful... city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Um, so. Ovulation. Happened. Happens. Ovulation dates can change, though, depending on if someone is really stressed out or if they have a change in routine that kind change of shakes up their body. diet, change mm-hmm. in exposure to light. Mm-hmm. So many factors go into... <laughs> and I, I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. A light breeze comes along. <laughs> a light breeze comes along. <laughs> People's cycles vary. Just like not everyone's period is like clockwork, not everyone's ovulation is like clockwork. Um, it's all part of the cycle, man. True. Um, what else? Oh, and once after ovulation, if uh, an egg isn't fertilized, it just goes kaput. But if it is, um, the fertilized egg will float down into the uterus, and sometimes it'll implant into the uterine wall, and that is the medical definition of pregnancy. The implantation of a fertilized egg, also known as an ovum. Yes. Hashtag science. Um, but not all not all eggs get fertilized. Not all fertilized eggs implant. True. So, um, but it only takes one sperm and one egg, and there are about three hundred million sperm per serving. Sometimes more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if you're really healthy. And, I don't know, I've heard that, like, the healthier you are, the more sperm you have. Yay! I've also heard that eating lots of fruits and vegetables, as opposed to, like, meats, helps with the sperm production. Also, it makes your semen taste better. Listeners, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Trust us. Trust me, I know. (laughs) Um, so... Implantation is the medical definition of the start of a pregnancy. Um, this whole process takes about a week. Implantation um, takes about a week? Yeah, from yeah. sexy time to pregnancy, basically. To the egg fusing with the uterine lining. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and that's why emergency contraception works, and we'll talk about that later. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Yep, we are. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Referred to the show. And then notes. after implantation comes gestation. If someone chooses to continue with the pregnancy, that lasts anywhere between thirty-six and forty weeks. Approximately eight and a half, nine months. Mm-hmm. Nine or ten. Really? Uh huh. I heard like eight and a half to nine. It depends on your pregnancy. Oh, okay. And yourself. How long that bun's gonna cook? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not done yet. <laughs> Some people's ovens run a little hot. <laughs> I guess that's a good metaphor. Question that's mark? really no, that's a good metaphor. Some people's ovens run a little hot, so it takes not as much time. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, let's, something like let's that. Let's go with that. Yeah, I like it. Seeing how we baked cookies. Yes. Yes. And one of them was shaped like a uterus, kinda. So what if I don't want a sperm to touch an egg? Well, there are a few things you can do. 
Um, if there's no sperm introduced into the vagina or the cervix or the uterus or the fallopian tube, um, no sperm, no problem. There's not going to be a pregnancy. Um, there are a couple ways to prevent sperm from reaching an egg. Um, one of them is a barrier, such as a condom, male or female condom. Um, diaphragms are pretty old school. Does anyone actually use them anymore? I feel like the older generation, like our mothers, yeah, might have mm, used them. Maybe. I was thinking, like, grandma. Oh, like, yeah. Well, my grandma didn't because she had, like, ten kids, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma didn't either. She had four. <laughs> um, they kind of came one right after the other. That's another. true. <laughs> uh, there's also the cervical cap. Yes. Which, again, would also be pretty old school. Yeah, and really not that common. I don't know. It, like It's like a bathtub plug for your cervix. So good on on with the metaphors right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, it's like it literally looks like a bathtub. It, it does. <laughs> it really does. We should have links to various pictures, pictures of the diaphragms and condoms, female condoms, and mm-hmm. subsequent episodes can cover these in more detail. I think. Are we going to do that? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. This is just kind of talking about pregnancy, how to and how not to. Um. So, and hormonal birth control is another way to prevent the spread of babies. <laughs> <laughs> to prevent the spread of babies. <laughs> I don't want herpes. I don't want chlamydia. I don't want babies. I don't want to spread anywhere. Uh, well, hormonal birth control wouldn't help you with that. But condoms it's true. would. Birth control, hormonal birth control does not protect against STIs. Only pregnancy. Only pregnancy. Um, and there are a few different types of hormonal birth control that includes the pill, the patch, the ring, the shot, the implant, the IUD. Um, there's one hormonal IUD and one non-hormonal IUD. Um, so there are a lot of different options and there's not one that works for everyone and that's why there are so damn many of them. It's true. Whatever works for... How you organize your life. If you can take a pill every day and you want to do hormonal birth control, the pill is great. Mm-hmm. Take it with your breakfast. Yeah, set an alarm on your cell phone if you have one. Um, whereas other methods are maybe more convenient for those who are less organized. This guy. Um, the patch is for people who are, I think, under like 180 pounds or something like that. Um, so it's a little limiting in that way. Also, it's supposedly flesh-colored, but it's just white, which is... Yeah, flesh-colored, quote-unquote, also known as institutionalized racism! And so the patch is used every week, whereas the pill is used every day. Um, the ring is used every month. You leave it in for three weeks, take it out for a week, and that's, uh, when you ride the red unicorn, as they say. (laughs) Um... You should, and when inserting the ring, you should not be able to feel it. It should sit somewhere just around your cervix. Yes. I've had a number of friends of mine who have had the ring who have said, should I be able to feel this? And I'm like, mm-mm. No. No, you need to get it up in there a little bit more. Yes. And then everything was fine. Mm-hmm. No pregnancies and no discomfort. Yay! And it's not going to get lost inside of the vag. It's, it's a pretty one-way street. You're right. 
I mean, there's a there's a T up there, but nothing goes up there. Well, I mean, there's a cervix in the way, so there's it's a not cer- gonna there's get a cervix. It's like a you. really big stop sign for anything major. It's true. <laughs> I feel like there's so many caveats in all these situations, but they're all like surgical and like baby related. Well, we don't have to go into that. Good. <laughs> so where were we? Oh, the Depo Provera shot. Also known as Depo or the shot or I don't think there are any other nicknames for it. Not that I'm aware of. Um, it's used every three months and that is a really convenient method because you don't have to worry about it for 12 weeks at a time. Um, it's important to keep your appointments when you're scheduled so that you can get your shot on time. Go into the clinic, get your shot, schedule another one, rinse, repeat. <laughs> Yay! Yay. Pretty simple. Now, um, with that one, would you get your period? It depends on the person. Okay. I am um, pretty sure a lot of people stop menstruating altogether when they're on the depot shot. Um, some people spot for their entire cycle, which can be really inconvenient and especially if not you want to have sexy time, uh-huh. which is a lot of the point of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not everyone's into riding the crimson wave when their partner is on the red unicorn. <laughs> not everyone's into having sex when one person's on their period. Truth. Um, or is bleeding from the uterus, basically. I think they get it. Right. I just so there, there's some issues. Of, there's some issues with depo. Yeah, um, I've heard that hair loss can be can be a symptom of depo. Not always; it depends on the person and their reaction. Um, it's also, it's a really high dose of hormones, and so that is a concern for some people. The NuvaRing is the lowest dose of hormones out of all the hormonal methods um, because it's right there. Your hormones are going to your reproductive organ, and so it's doesn't have very far to travel. Um, Implanon? Implanon is a little stick. It's like a matchstick, plastic rod, small yeah, it's, thing. Yeah, it's, it's about half the size of a matchstick, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's inserted into the upper arm, releases hormones uh, over the course of three years. And that is pretty convenient as well because it just goes in your arm. Um, it's not invasive. It, they numb your arm and then do a little syringe deal thing. Um, and ta-da, contraception. Uh, it can be taken out before the three years are up. Um, otherwise, you could get a new one after three years or choose to use a different method of birth control after three years. Or if you want to have a baby after three years, that's cool too. Um, every five years is the Mirena IUD. That's the one that's just plastic and that has hormones as a backup. You don't really need hormones as a backup when you have an IUD because IUDs themselves are like over 99% effective. And that one sits, it's like a shape like a T uh-huh. and the bottom line part of the T sits in the cervix, right? No, it no. sits just above the cervix. I thought like it was like a... T and then it is, um, and then it went, and then there down. are strings that go through the cervix. Oh, so that I've also heard that you want to remove this if they have a copper string, you want to have that cut. Well, removed. the strings are nylon, and but then and you the can get them trimmed. I need to get I don't new know. friends. <laughs> 
trimmed. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, IUD stands for intrauterine device. And there are strings that are hanging out. They're not on the outside of the body. They're just on the outside of the cervix so that the doctor or whoever inserted it can just check to make sure that it's in the right place. Um, and same with Paragard, which is a 12-year ID. It's good for up to 12 years. You can get it taken out before that if you want. And that's the non-hormonal one, right? Right. And it's a T-shaped piece of plastic with a copper wire wrapped around it, around the base. And copper acts as kind of a spermicidal agent without being a chemical. Um, I feel like I've heard it's a basically like an irritant. Yeah, and that's how IUDs work. Yeah. Because it's like a foreign object in the uterus, and when your egg is fertilized, and it's like, oh, time to make a fetus, they're like, oh, shit, there's something already in here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Sorry, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and you would still menstruate with the IUDs, right? Yes. Yes. Again, it depends on the person. Sure. But, um... Especially if someone has a really irregular cycle, IUDs can help even those out. Um, And it's okay to skip periods when you're on hormonal birth control. People do that all the time. Um, It depends on whether you're comfortable with that or not. If you know that you're going to do something or go somewhere where you don't want to be menstruating, you can... um, for example, skip right to the next pack of pills when you're on the last week of the pack or um, put a new Nuva ring in after three weeks instead of leaving it out for a week um, or put a new patch on right away after um, the third one. Okay, say hypothetically I was a lady uh-huh. and I wasn't on any form of birth control for whatever my reasons may be. Mm-hmm. But I decided to have some sexy time with a guy, hey. and I'm all like, hey, this is going to be great. You need to wear a condom. And he's all like, duh. Good. That sounds like some healthy communication. It was. It was. It, it would be, because I would be a lady. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so we're getting down, and it's a good time, but the condom breaks. I'm like, damn it, oh, this isn't no. fun. This isn't fun. Should I freak out? Well, you don't have to freak out. You can take what is called emergency contraception or Plan B. Um, there's another brand called Next Choice, um, Morning After Pill, etc. There's a bunch of different names for this. But basically what it does is it prevents pregnancy after having sex. Like we mentioned before, pregnancy actually takes a while to happen. It's not an instantaneous thing. As soon as you get it in, you're pregnant. That's not how it works. Wait, no. I put it in, and it's all like, you're pregnant. No, that's not no? how it works. Oh, okay, good. Just FYI. <laughs> I think we covered this. <laughs> um, and so what you can do with emergency contraception is up to five days after a condom breaks or you have unprotected sex, whether you planned on it or not, um, or... Whatever happens, um, you can take this pill and it will prevent pregnancy. Uh, It's the most effective the sooner you take it. So if you wait longer, it's going to go down in effectiveness. But it is an option to prevent pregnancy. But should only be used in emergencies, hence the name emergency contraception. 
truth. I heard that sometimes people take it and they get kind of sick. Yeah, it can be a little bit harsh depending on how your body reacts to it. But when taken as needed, it can be a very important thing for people to have in their medicine cabinet. Wonderful. Yay. Yay. So I think that covers all the ways to make sure that a sperm and an egg don't meet. Or if they do, to make sure Or if they, they do, that a baby it doesn't happen. <laughs> yes. Um, also condoms, which we kind of talked about. Kind of talked about a little bit. Condoms Um, are great. Yay. Um, male and female condoms. Um, male condoms are for phallic-like objects. (laughs) Um, female condoms. toys, fingers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Female condoms can be inserted into orifices. They're only FDA approved to be inserted into vaginas, but they can be inserted into anuses if the inner ring is taken out. And I think we'll do a whole nother episode on condoms, or at least focusing more on condoms than we did in this one. Yeah. But condoms are the most common form of birth control. Yes. They are. Mm -hmm. There's a... um, uh, yeah, I think we should just do a whole episode on condoms. Yeah, yeah. good idea. You know, female and male condoms. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, so next time... Next time, are we doing oral or anal? Or both? <laughs> <laughs> next time, we will talk about... Anal sex. Or oral sex. Or oral sex? I thought we, we could talk about anal sex. I want to do anal Next time. Story of my life. <laughs> Next time, join us for a conversation about the butt sex. The butt sex. Otherwise known as anal intercourse. Yay! Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Someone you know might be getting pregnant as we speak. <laughs> <laughs>